today's a new day for in a lot of ways. Wow, a new beginning for Gufanti. It is a new beginning for Gufanti. Are you rolling? Oh, shit. Oh, Welcome Gufanti. to Gufanti Brunettes. My name is Emily. My name is Liz. And we've got Pete on sound. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. And You're- Pete's got a mic Yay! today. Um, but it only comes in doses. Don't ever take it for granted. You will get Pete's voice when requested by him. Yeah. We don't even get to decide. No, it's like so up to Pete. He's a man of few words. Yeah. Um, and Liz is here and not Sophia. This is, Sophia's not here today. I have a guest host, a guest brunette, and you do a blonde, you do a brown do hair. hair. You do a blonde hair. Um, thanks so much for, this is, this is also my first time ever solo, ho- like kind of hosting you. Yeah. Um, not you in my house. Actually, today was the first time I think I've ever been alone with you in a room. No. I don't know, Liz. I don't think we've ever been alone together in a room. You're lying. I'm not lying. And also, we're not alone right now because Pete is here. No, but when I, first of all, I come home from work, I sprint to the bathroom and I'm pulling my pants down and Liz buzzes. So I immediately text her. I was like, is that you? And I had to lie that I was peeing. And I was like, I can either suck everything back up right now and get you. No, you had to you had to poo. Or I was like, wait one sec. <laughs> um, but I it thought helped. about calling you out on the fact that you were pooping and not peeing. Well, I knew. I, I said I to you, I was like, hang on, I'm peeing. And you just wrote back, ooh, with a bunch of O's. Because if I really had to pee, I would have just ran and got you. Yeah. But I had to make a, a quick um, dump. No, take care of yourself, honestly. Thank you. But that was, I think that genuinely was the first time we were in enclosed four walls together alone. That's, yeah, that's sad. I mean, we've definitely been, we've had like one-on-one conversations a lot, but you're right. I think it's always been. Never mind. No, it's not. There was one time we walked home from the 72nd Street subway train together. Oh, and we I talked was about lasted out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, we were wasted. <laughs> but we talked about um, how we love walking down West End uh-huh. instead of Broadway. And we talked about how sometimes we get the urge to jump in front of the subway and kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but that doesn't surprise me. I talk about killing myself all the term. Yeah, it's a hot topic. Yeah. No, but I don't even, it's not suicidal. I think we talked about this. Yeah. It's like, picturing the worst case scenario of like what if i jumped like there's nothing stopping me from a train barreling in and then it's over and then just like that it's done yeah yeah no it's not it's just it's almost like a really romantic exciting idea that's that sounds like it's i'm glamorizing suicide (laughs) it's like no, but i get that sometimes when i was in niagara falls with my family this year um we were standing by the falls and I was like looking at them and I was so close to them. Yeah. And I had that feeling of like, I, I might just fucking jump right now. Wow, I might just jump in there. Falls. And as I was thinking that my dad nudged me and he was like, Hey, should we walk away? I feel like if I stand here any longer, I'm going to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, if my dad feels that way, then yeah. Oh, it's a thing for sure. It is a thing. I get weird flashes of like, Sometimes I am standing way too close to the subway or like somewhere that's dangerous. And mm-hmm. I picture not dying, but like, oh, what if I like teetered right now and like had vertigo and then like broke my leg and it got like stuck between the moving train and oh, the platform. Oh, so you don't even get to die. Yeah. I'm like, what would happen? You're just injured for I the rest of your life. I would just be life. screaming in agony. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's, 
Yeah. I think that's worse than thinking about if you jumped in front of it You're, and died. Yeah, in a way. It's darker. It's much darker. I actually, on my way back here tonight, I was walking along the platform at 14th Street waiting for the 2-3. And there's a bunch of people because it was rush hour. And I was thinking like... I really just trust all of you right now to not push me over. Yeah. I was walking on the yellow line. They say, wow. stand back. I didn't. No. no I walked man. right along that yellow line. And I was like, if you wanted to, any of you could just shove me off right now. Okay. This is the crazy thing with murder. What stops <laughs> people from killing other people? Yeah. I often think that, especially in New York City, it's so easy. It's isn't it? Death is all around us, for sure. Actually, this is funny that you bring this up. Right before I left work today, I had a really slow day at work, and my producer was sitting in the room with me, and he was reminding me how when I started at this job, yeah. there was a murder at the building across the street. Holy shit. So in Tribeca, this apartment building, and I looked up the story because I was like, wait, what did happen? Pete, do you remember this? I think you were interning there at the time. <laughs> Uh, oh, after it happened. I literally started working there like a week after this murder. So across from my office, there's like some residential apartments. Yeah, you interned in the spring. Yeah, and I started there in February, so you must have been there. Because I remember everyone talking about it. And so this kid had like a wealthy mom who owned this apartment in Manhattan and had a house in Morristown, New Jersey, where I'm close to May. And um, the kid and his girlfriend, he was written in her will to get, like, everything. Whoa. And so he was kind of like, fuck it, let's just <gasps> get it now. And he stabbed his, he, bl like, bludgeoned his mom's oh, head. Evil. And then stabbed her, slit her throat. Jesus. Put her in a garbage bag. His mother put her in a garbage bag, put her in the trunk of his car, and him and his girlfriend drove out to Marstown and buried her what? in her own backyard. That's a movie. That can't be real. It, and then the cops like immediately found out because somebody filed a missing person report, and then there was like security footage everywhere. <laughs> but it happened right across the street, like right before I started working there. That's nuts. What that is making me think of is how disappointed I am when murderers are caught because I feel like with all of the movies that are made about murder and like all the tv shows and all the shows about like crime and how they solve crimes i'm like haven't we been given the handbook on like how to get away with murder at this point that, well you would think and and yet and also it's like the evidence that was available for the cops was like bloodstains it's like you didn't think about the fucking bloodstains before you slit your mom's throat yeah like impulsive that's really yeah. impulsive but then when you think about the Ted Bundy murders, when I was watching that, I was like, how did he fucking do that? Yeah. Like, he's walking through houses. That's way ballsier, and he got away with that for a while. Well, he was smart about it, no? Yeah, I guess he was, he's... like, smart about his crime scenes, or, like, how he... He was smart about... I don't know how what he was smart about, and I should know, because I've watched everything on Ted Bundy. I think he's, Have like, you really? so fascinating. I think he's I can't so remember. hot. Yeah. You think he's so hot? <laughs> yes, I think he's very hot. He's like dorky hot to me. He's like science teacher vibes. He kind of looks like if Bill Hader were like a movie star. Or like a, <laughs> he is. Like a, like a better Bill Hader. Like a like the Brad Pitt version of Bill Hader. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Totally. Maybe. Maybe not. I thought Jeffrey Dahmer was like hot. He okay. like has like an attitude in all of his photos of like 
I don't know. He just, there's something that he seems dangerous, obviously. Killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seems a little bit of a bad like, boy, if you there's will. There's something sexy about it. Yeah. He just like doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, man. It's like hot. It is kind of hot. What's his sign? Do you know? You wouldn't. I don't. Gemini, probably. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think a Gemini could get away with murder or would want to murder. Well, they have like two lives. That's what I'm thinking. They have like oh, two selves. Two personalities. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Um, you guys are both, both don't really care about, per, um, personality, about astrology. I'm in a room with two people who don't really care about it. I remember one of my first conversations, Pete doesn't care about it. Do you guys remember last year? It was last year on John's birthday. Yep. <laughs> I remember, I remember it so vividly because I like felt embarrassed afterward. It was John's birthday and I was keto. So I, this is why I remember it too. I was sober. I was keto on his birthday last year and we all went to that bar mm -hmm. and I was talking about astrology to you guys and like reading your charts. And I was, I had just met you guys like, a, like a couple weeks earlier. Cause I met mm -hmm. you guys through John. Yeah. And so, uh, I was talking about astrology and I went off and it was like one of the first conversations I had with Pete <laughs> and Pete was just like, I just Missed don't really <laughs> believe in that. Yeah, I just don't. And I was like, well, you would say that because you're an Aquarius and I just saw <laughs> your face was just like, mm. but you were, you were charming. You I, were both being very kind and like nodding your heads. I love astrology to, to read about myself. I love it for that purpose. I don't think there's any like real weight in it. Well, why do you think anybody likes it? Well, I know why people like it, but I think like Jamie really thinks it's true. Well, so do I. Oh, you no, wanna... that's so sick. Wait, what do you mean? Like really thinks it's true? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just like it like for funsies if you're bored. Yeah, kind of. And I do, but I say that, but I check co-star in like my pattern and I like <laughs> yeah. and identify with it right and so I'm but I also think that that's like in human nature and especially now we're in our 20s we're developing our identities yes and we like want to know about who we are and like how we process this world and the universe and like kind of understand our place in it but like I'm more of a fan of um like what personality type are you more like I think that is more real than mm. what astrology tells you about yourself because that like thinking that something beyond our control controls us or like beyond our understanding controls us doesn't make as much sense to me as like oh our brains are set up like computers we form habits and then like our habits become our personalities. See, I don't disagree with you at all. I agree with that completely. I feel like so much of who someone is is a result of like your brain and the patterns it's developed and like genetics and experiences as a young child. Yeah. But then I'm also a believer in like we do not control this universe. This universe like we are the children of the literal universe. And so to think that like the stars and the galaxy. <laughs> it sounds so fucking fluffy. But to think that, like, those things don't have an impact. Even, like, Chloe Trost once said this to me, and I think it's a, it's a good point, too. Like, if you think about a baby... I have to word this right for not sounding like an idiot. <laughs> or, okay, we can all agree that like whatever happens to you when you're really young definitely mm -hmm. impacts the person you become. Totally, right? yeah. And, like, even if you're not hugged enough as an infant, like, you can develop, like, disorders, right? Like, yeah. shit like that. Like, when you are really, really little, things you will never remember and people might not notice affect you. 
So I think when you are like coming out of the womb, the time of year that it is, the energy of the like, even like yeah, politically, I do think like that. No, I totally. I think you're right. I think about all the time how like, yeah, summer babies are so different than winter babies. And yeah, I, I do. I think that like people carry a lot of energy and it makes them behave differently. Yeah, and I, so then that has an impact on how you are and like behave. I right, think that's true. And that's like my basis of where why I say like I feel like when and where and what time you were born. Like, it doesn't make who you are as a person, but, like, it definitely, I think, I don't know. I just, I find it so true that people match the traits of their sign all the time when I... Yeah. And even when I go, oh, is that what you are? I wouldn't have picked that. And then I get to know them more, and I'm like, boom, yeah, you are a blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I worry that I read my horoscope growing up, and I read that I was, like, X, Y, and Z, and then that... on consciously became the goal that I was working towards or like that became my truth because it was like suggested to me. I definitely don't disagree with that either. I feel like we as humans want to fit into a label or a category and it's easier being told how to act than finding out how you would act. But another part of me does want to believe in like the magic of the world. Like Mm -hmm. I totally go back and forth all the time where I'm like, there's things we can't explain. Like there is some magic to like, life like how it happens and like how we all are just here to experience something is magic and i like totally want to believe that there are there are powers that are unseen yeah i mean totally yeah and i like that's the thing it's like how it's just about how much you balance each belief of like science versus well i am a libra so it's all about balance oh about balance right (laughs) do you know your rising or your moon my rising is virgo oh okay and my moon is aquarius Double air. Pizza and Aquarius. What does that mean? Like Aquarius for me, I know in my moon, it's like I'm a free thinker. Yeah. How, do you, what would you say are your three most Aquarius like traits, Pete? I don't know what Aquarius <laughs> You really don't? <laughs> I really don't know. Aquarius is actually the sign I'm least confident in, but Aquariuses are very like, um, they're a little bit, I aloof is not the word, but like they're kind of, harder to get to emotionally Hmm. um like you don't you don't wear your emotions on your sleeve i guess um they're very social justice and like they care a lot about like the justice in the world um they are this is checking out so far quirky they're usually pretty quirky yeah freaky dude okay Okay, pizza freak (laughs) um yeah freak i would say um I don't really know. It's the sign I know the least about. But I will say, and then this is it on astrology, because I could talk about it for fucking ever, as you both know. You should watch Estelle. Just watch. I know you won't, but do it. She's the card reader, right? <laughs> She's the card. Did oh, I tell you about her? Card, you may ha- you or Jamie told me. I about told her. Chloe about her, who okay. might have told you. Okay. So she's this British woman, Estelle. If you Google like whatever your sign is, so like I would Google Estelle Taurus, December 2019. Just Google that, like, but for your sign. And she does these 10 minute YouTube tarot readings, and they always like are bone chillingly accurate. I remember when I was. I did watch one of them when I was of going Estelle's? through like a particularly hard time because it was like part of 
you know when you're just like so low like you are searching for anything, anything to bring you up absolutely so for me it was like oh i'm going to therapy every monday like just look forward to that and then the estelle video was like oh what are these like markers in the month for me or like what can i look forward to in the yeah. year where like i can see my journey like on a card and i can see that progress will happen yeah so i was just like so depressed i was just like Ugh, am I always going to be stuck like this? And for whatever reason, seeing the tarot cards and like seeing that, like the cards were interpreted differently than I thought they would be. And yeah. like that was sort of exciting to watch. And it's the same thing with astrology though, because I don't really like believe, like if I looked back on it now, I'm sure I could attach some things in my life yeah. to the narrative that it gave me. Mm-hmm. But it was just nice to see a narrative form ahead of me yeah and that's like half of what it is i feel Mm -hmm. like it's just like providing that but also um i feel like it's like religion in that way where when you're feeling like your darkest of dark yeah you seek some sort of higher power Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. answer and astrology is very religious for our generation for like the anti-religion spirituality Yeah. yeah everyone's so spiritual yeah um also it's funny that you said about therapy like that was your one thing i always hope that i don't i hope to not want to go to therapy because i know that when i don't feel like going i'm doing well does that make sense yes totally when i i'm like i can't wait for therapy this week i'm not doing well (laughs) do you ever there's something happen in your day and it's almost like like something emotional not just like a random thing like something emotional happens and you're like i can't wait to tell my therapist about this (laughs) (laughs) like they're your mom all the time emotional mom and you're like i can't wait to talk i'm gonna like log this i'm gonna have a script in my head of how i'm gonna present it i know i will have a conversation with my therapist in my head in that moment oh my god yeah (laughs) that i think about the thing but then i'll go to therapy and not talk about any of the things i thought about yeah I also have a problem in therapy where I go there and the first literal like 20 minutes I'm talking and like recounting everything. And then I'm mad at myself because I'm like, I just wasted half my session ranting with unnecessary details for sure. Mm -hmm. And now we don't, but I guess, I don't know. No, it's, I think that like what you do in therapy is all worthwhile. Yeah. I used to think that I was like bad at therapy and I was like, oh no, like this is how I'm processing things right now. And so this is probably how I need to be processing it. And this is your version of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their own. I do the opposite where I present a sentence to my therapist (laughs) and then shrug and be like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then she does all, all the, the talking and she i was like sm- i was laughing to myself as a, like a crazy person for no reason as i was leaving and she was like why are you smiling <laughs> and i was like it's so funny to me that i will be like i guess this happened and so like i attached it to this narrative and it made me feel sad because i felt like blah 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 was true but anyway and then she will reflect it back to me, like what I've said, to like acknowledge that she heard me. Yeah. She will provide her insights on it. Yeah. Will offer a suggestion of how to deal with it in the future. And then be like, am I making sense? And I will say, totally. Even though it didn't. <laughs> well, like sometimes it makes sense, but sometimes what's funny to me is like, she just does all this amazing talking and like uh, the only words I can muster are like, yeah, and totally. And like rad. Like that's all I you don't say, say to her. rad to your therapist. I do sometimes. Say oh rad. my god! No, that's like rad. What you just said, rad. No, that's... actually, I'm gelling with that. And she's like, okay, yeah. that's cr- so. You're like the opposite of me. Yeah, 
I can picture you talking to your therapist and they're just, and she just says something and you're like, or no, you tell her, you finally get like three full sentences out and then you end up with like, but I don't care. Like, I don't care. I absolutely do that. <laughs> and I'll be like, anyways, it doesn't totally matter. She'll be like, no, <laughs> you're thinking about therapy wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. It's funny to see people's dynamics with their therapist because I am so there to be like i am paying money so i better be getting use you, out of this 45 minutes my roommate is like that too and we'll like go over her time a little bit to yeah see and i'm always like packing up before like as she's talking to be like i'm not wasting any more of your time yeah. <laughs> that's so funny oh my god I feel like I haven't introduced like how I know you yet to people who are listening. Okay. Um, so Liz is, is a good friend of mine now who I met through John, same as Pete. Mm -hmm. And so we, we kind of hang out all the time. She does comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, you do a lot of improv and sketch, I would say. Is that yeah. how you would describe? Yeah, yeah. Never done stand up. Never done stand up. And that's always so interesting to me. Because I feel like you, you, I have, I take such pleasure in watching you on stage. And we've talked about this before. Uh. Liz is in, um, and so is Pete, is in this group called Lisa, which um, is a big sketch group that John's in. And they put on these monthly shows. And I obviously go every month because. They're um, so funny. And John threatens <laughs> me, but no. Um, no, I love going to them. And they are so funny. And I feel like I laugh so inappropriately loud at stuff that you do. I live for your laughs. I really, like, I perform for you. Cause I like cannot handle <laughs> sometimes how drunk and like removed the audience feels. Oh yeah. It's but a it, Saturday night show at 11 yeah, o'clock. It's so late and we take so long to start and some of our bits cause we're drunk too. like yeah. go on so long and they like meander, but no, it's truly like when I hear you laughing, I'm like, keep going, keep <laughs> yeah, going, yeah. do something else. <laughs> well, you'll like come out. There have been like several times I feel like I have this image in my head where you'll come out on stage just like in a in a full blown parka coat zipped up to your chin, just like with a straight face. And I just burst out laughing because of the energy <laughs> with which you walk out into the stage. Um, but it it's so funny to me because you like I feel like you have this character that is like the base level of all of your characters, like mm. which like you have a, a a version that you can rely on that you can apply to every character kind of yeah. a version of yourself. Yeah. And me, I really only do stand up. I don't like I've done a couple character videos on my Instagram that like mm -hmm. if you would even call them that. But it's so funny to me to like. I'm most comfortable on stage being myself. I'm very uncomfortable when I'm being somebody else. Huh. I feel like everybody knows I'm a fraud and I'm not funny. And I'm uncomfortable with when there's other people on stage with me if I'm not in control. Whoa. And like sketch and improv is literally the, opposite, the exact opposite. Yeah. Like you depend on the other people. It's like a common trust, a common effort. And you rely on playing somebody else. I love it. I like performing as characters makes me feel more in touch with who I am as a person. Right. Because I feel like 
emotionally I'm or not like I don't think I'm a closed off person but I do think that I like I'm a very controlled person well so like based on what you just said about therapy I would agree with I'm you also, <laughs> wait can I tell you how I sit in therapy yeah I never move I sit like this <laughs> the whole time. she has her legs, legs crossed, crossed hands and, in between my legs <laughs> oh my god that's I'm like legs open fluffing my hair and be like yeah and you know like the, the thing I thought about that was that just like screaming at her um, but doing improv and like having access to those characters makes me feel like I have access to other parts of myself that I don't feel in the day. And I think that's awesome. Like I, I want that. I'm like, I like envy that because I feel like sometimes I, I'm going to confidently call the stuff I do on Instagram. Some of the stuff, character stuff. Yeah. When I do do that, I'm like, this is coming from something I saw when I was a kid and it stuck with me and it's nostalgic to me and now I'm bringing it out in this form that I can't put my finger on but like it's a part of who I am Mm -hmm. and like having practiced access to those things I feel like is so such a strong skill set to have as a comedian in general yeah as a performer well you as a performer you must know that you're just like so dynamic and fun to watch you're just like so charismatic here we go with the smoke Uh uh-oh my co-host always like to pull smoke up my ass Um, someone's gonna be gassy tonight um (laughs) (laughs) gas joke made pete laugh Um, pete's laughing at the gas joke um no i obviously i wouldn't do it if i didn't think i was funny but i um okay so you agree (laughs) you think you're pretty yes thank you what it's a mean girls reference i'm from africa i don't know (laughs) um yeah i just i don't I feel like I depend on my personality a lot to spice things up and make them funny. Um, But I guess that's like, that's normal for a stand-up, I feel like. Yeah. You, yeah. I think a stand-up comedian is like a strong, what am I trying to say? I like am wanting to bail as soon as I start talking. okay. But I just mean, like, I think the strong, (laughs) okay. Sorry. I'll let you bail. I'm not going to catch you when you fall. I'll cut that out. out. Actually, um, everything you say in this podcast, I forgot to tell you, um, can and will be used against you. Oh, man. Maybe think before you speak. I wish you had told me. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Your voice is strong. That makes stand up comedians strong when they are in touch with their own voice. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in touch with my voice. I guess so. I, I don't know. I always feel like I'm trying to find it, but then I'm so loudmouthed about the process that I guess I am kind of... Um, I let everybody in very easily on, on my constant searching for my voice. Yeah. And it comes across as a voice. Well, it's just, tr- it's just true to your process right now. Y- yes, of course. <laughs> I also feel like um, there's a difference between how stand-ups versus improv and sketch people like joke around with each other okay like when i watch you and a lot of the lisa people joke around and do bits with each other you all go into a voice or a character (laughs) whereas i notice when i'm hanging out with comics we just shit on each other like no voices no characters we're just like so mean to each other like that's the the version of that sometimes i think that's because we are more sensitive and so, yeah. yeah, it's not as personal right. when it's not coming from our friend. Right, it's coming from the character they're in right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, so you went to boarding school. Yes, I did. And Taft. Ben always calls it dick. 
So he's like, Liz went to deck. Oh, is that where that sketch came from? Yeah. Just oh. Making, huh? He, I haven't seen the sketch, but I heard that they, please don't destroy, did a sketch where Ben's Ben, our friend Ben, who's in a sketch, a different sketch group that John is in, that he has a sketch where he runs into an old friend from school at a, a coffee shop and he's like, are you a fellow decky? And it's based <laughs> off of your boarding school. I guess so. And if, then if you're ever deck? listening, I'm not mad about it. I think it's funny, dude. Of course. <laughs> And is is your is Taft named after William Howard Taft? His is brother, that his name? His brother, Horace Dutton wow. Taft. Is it William Howard Taft? Yeah, that's okay. his name. Phew. That's one of those things from childhood. It's nailed in my brain. I don't love know. it. I don't even know who that is. He was I, a fat president. He was a president. Okay. He had to be <laughs> lifted good. out of his bathtub. He did. He was so fat. Did yeah. they teach you that at Decky? <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a tale that I heard at Taft. Yeah. Wow. So. It was an all-girls boarding school. No, it was co-ed. It used to be all boys, and then in the 70s, it became co-ed. Oh, I thought you went to an all-girls boarding school. No, you think that because I'm... Because I am who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say because I'm gay. Right. Like, Emily's assumption was going to an all-girls boarding school made me gay. I wish. Well, I was going to say, is that when you turned gay? No, I just I decided to be gay actually in college. Oh, that's when you decided. Okay, yeah, I decided that too when I went to NYU. I was like, wait a minute, everyone's Seems gay. Easier here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I wonder if I did associate. I don't know why I thought you went to an all girls boarding school. No, thank God. I actually thank God. Why do I say that? Sometimes I wish I went to an all girls school because I think that a lot of our friends did. Yeah. I did, I know a lot of people who went to all girls schools, which that concept to me is hell. Like hellish. who? Who went? Didn't Jamie? Oh, she did. Yeah. And I have another person I just met was like, no, I went to an all girls Catholic school. And I was like, you did? So crazy. So those are the two people I know. My roommate before <laughs> she came to Taft was always in all girls schools. See, that to me sounds like, do you think it's better or worse for your development as a human? I was going to say, I almost think that it's better for a girl to go to an all-girls school because of all the statistics you read about how like boys are chosen on more than girls in the classroom. And there's like kind of an unconscious bias that like boys will be better at math and science than girls. And mm. in an all-girls school, you just like are not introduced to those biases, biases. Oh, I wasn't. Even, I was thinking about like sex. Like <laughs> I was thinking about like if you're cool or not. No, oh, I was um, thinking about my intellect. Right, of course. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. I. But I do think for high. I think it's good until high school, and then I do think it's healthy in high school for that reason, so that you can like learn how to socialize. Yeah, but then I go like, shouldn't you at a young age, especially like now? I've talked to my boss about this because he has two little kids, a boy and a girl, and he tells me how he like. Like at school, like I can't name one thing because I'm on the spot, but like these different practices they have to make sure that the boys and girls are like well integrated, see each other as friends, like see boys and girls as equal. Like they have, they're taking initiatives now to make sure they establish gender equality at a young age in elementary school. I know it's, we're so removed from that, like, you know, because none of us have really young. Sounds like witchcraft. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) 
Um, but so then I'm like, shouldn't you be exposed to the opposite gender at a young age to like understand that you're not different? Like, does isolating yourself from them make mm. you go like, is it like segregation vibes? Yeah, that's wow, extreme. It's complicated. Segregation. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's not segregation. <laughs> Such a big word. That's a big statement to make. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is because I do. I'm in my head wanting to play devil's advocate right now. And I'm like in a linguistics class that I took, I learned about boys and girls in a very different way than I previously had. I used to be very like in boys college. Are, yeah. Boys are so mean to girls because they think they're better than girls. And then it was sort of like, we learned about how different communities of practice quote unquote is what it was called. So like different groups, i.e. girls mm -hmm. are like, they learn how to socialize differently than boys where like girls kind of learn within friend groups of girls to be more like accommodating and to be nicer yeah. and to be more like empathic and boys are more whoever talks the loudest gets the most attention gets the right. most like, speaking time and it's not because they think it, it's, it's not out of just, rudeness no, it's out of like darwinism social darwinism yeah it's essentially see that's a way nicer um dialogue than saying that like boys are mean to girls because they like them like you know that trope of like he pushed yeah. you because he likes you is that real yeah, right. that's real sometimes no well <laughs> i mean it's like you can i don't you can't tell me that he's he just put, if i'm on a playground <laughs> and i get knocked to the ground well he has a crush on you that's why he did that like that's not <laughs> valid yeah, not, i love that but then i also know telling the girl to get over it yeah <laughs> someone's interested honey. it's actually a compliment <laughs> take the compliment I remember being told that, but I, I think that that's actually is a true thing that doesn't just apply to boys. Cause I, Sophie and I have talked about this on the podcast before. I have girlfriends who are, who I see them flirt and their method of flirting is being mean to the guy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's not flirting. That's negging. It's negging. <laughs> but so I like to think that that concept exists in a genderless atmosphere, but it's nicer to hear that guys are mean to girls at a young age boys are mean to girls because that's how they learned how to survive in their community yes they learned how to be tough with each other and right. so they're tough with everyone they interact with well that's also similar to the idea of like how guys always get friend zoned and girls don't get friend you always hear like yeah. friend zone in terms of guys because guys often develop big crushes on their girl friends that they're friends with because Girls are used to constant intimacy with their friends and communication and we talk about everything and like yeah. very, very emotionally intimate relationships with their friends. Guys don't have emotionally intimate relationships all the time. Like right. the average guy and his guy friend don't share every detail of their life or every feeling they have with each other. So when a guy makes a platonic girlfriend this new connection of like emotional intimacy is so amazing that they literally develop feelings for this person because they've never had that before. <laughs> and so they get there like, but the girl's like, I'm just, we're just friends. Like I have this with everybody. So I, that was something I learned in a class of like, that's, that's why so guys often yeah. fall for their girlfriends. That yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's how that could be. So then how do boys and girls successfully come together romantically? Um, I think I don't well John and I were friends first 
I think having a friendship beforehand is super healthy. I think so too. I, my parents were also friends first for a yeah. long time. Um, cause I think that that develops a sense of trust and respect and honesty that like, um, trumps any romantic or sex stuff. Do you totally. know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, you can get to that point without the, like, add-on yeah. of sex. Right, like, there's a base level there of, like, I care about you beyond... With or without this thing. Yeah, yeah. versus, like, I mean, obviously there's millions of couples who get together via, like, the first instance being romantic, but, like, you are, you've always been trying to impress this person romantically versus, like, you got to know them... And then unsuspectingly, you develop yeah, feelings. I think you're right. I think there's just like a deeper sense of like respect for the other person and like yeah. a deeper kind of love. And I do, I whatever, like people get there without being friends first. Yeah. It's definitely possible. But being friends makes it easier to get to that point. I think it makes it easier and it's more like reliable of a relationship, I feel like, because you, you, there's like an established connection there that exists, like I said, without anything physical. Yeah. Um, but that where you were initially asking, like, how do you know if, how do guys and girls get into each other? If the guy is always, wait, cause I had said that guys get friend zoned. Yeah. So then, well, the simple answer is like when a girl's then also interested, right? Then you that's, just have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. No, I had the answer the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always say that, um, you know, there's all these different sexualities or whatever that all that garbage. And uh, <laughs> you're always saying what? <laughs> and there's all these different types of sexuality. Yeah, like pansexual, asexual, oh, yeah, yeah, demisexual, yeah. bisexual. Um, any others? Am I le- What's demisexual? Well, that's what I was about to get into. I'm pretty sure I am demisexual. I think it's the best way to describe me. Is that the emotional bond one? It's the one where, like, I am literally not sexually attracted to somebody unless I know them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of different than like I I never ever have understood even as like a young kid like being attracted to someone's physical appearance unless I knew them. Like all the guys that I had crushes on in like high school and stuff were like not textbook i mean i obviously like hooked up with the hot guys because i'm fucking cool <laughs> right. um no obviously obviously i care about my reputation um but i like my friends would always be like really and i'd be like i j-, like i'd have a math class with him hmm. or whatever or her and i'd develop an attraction for them and I gen like once the term once I found out about the term demisexual, I was like, "Yep, bingo, that's me." I literally am not attracted to hot people, like, or I- I'm attracted to people. I often develop physical crushes on people when I get to know them. You're not the first person I've heard talk about that. I don't know for myself. Not really? To yeah, I can't tell because I've never. I feel like I haven't dated enough of like the people that I want to date. Right. Girls. This <laughs> <laughs> is. Gay. gay okay just dropping that in again mm-hmm. um but i don't i like i think that i need that like i think that i need some type of like some base level of i know you through yeah blah, blah, blah or i know of what you do or like something but then in my head and again i don't know this in practice there is something that seems so hot to me about like 
being really like horny or something mm-hmm. somewhere and then just hooking up with someone randomly. Oh, well, yeah. Like we've all done that. Uh, like, but I don't, I don't think to me, that's like a whole separate. Cause that's like a scenario. Yeah. That's not like, I mean, personally, anytime I've done that, I've been super drunk. Okay. I've almost never like majority sober made a decision to do that. Yeah. But it, the idea actually is kind of hot. I don't know. No, the idea to me is gross when I'm sober. Interesting. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. I don't want you in my sheets. I don't want to see your sheets. Okay, that's Get out of my point. bed. Yeah, knowing them. Also, I'm such a hygiene person oh, and yeah. such a smell person. Like, yep. if, if they are a little bit gross, if they're kind of, like, greasy to the touch, then I'm, it's such it's, a no. It and if I know ruins them, yeah. it. I mean, even with, like, people that I'm not trying to sleep with, if like, if you have like bad breath that's going to stick in my head <laughs> i can't i can't pay attention to what no. people are saying to me if they have bad breath i just nod and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh and I, i'm like tolerating the exchange i'm not like lost in it at all sorry no it's like and not even that for the next couple months maybe you are now bad breath so and so dude this girl yeah, that's so true the other night at john's show i was talking to this girl and her breath was so bad. I literally went up to John afterward and I was like, don't talk to her tonight because she's got rank breath. And I couldn't, she was talking to me and I, I was actually physically backing away. And I never, ever saw her as a bad breath person. And now I'm just like, fuck. She just like really didn't fit the stereotype of bad breath person. I almost wanted to go like, are you all right? <laughs> It was that bad that I was like, is everything okay? Because you've never smelled like this before. <laughs> Sometimes my, I don't know why, I think, I'm like a hypochondriac in real life. Uh-huh. And um, I really don't mean to be so dramatic about illnesses, but every time someone else is sick or I am sick, I my brain always is like, oh, great, they're dying. Oh, um, Really? Totally. And so when sometimes when I smell breath like that, my immediate thought is I'm smelling the cancer in them. <laughs> like they're that sick. And I do, I think that is like, I went through a bit of an acid phase and I mm-hmm. thought that I could like see people's true like wellness within them, like yeah. emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, that person needs to like leave their relationship and like that person's an alcoholic. Oh my God. And so I think I have this like, oh great (laughs) they have cancer and they don't even know it yet because it's undetectable but i can smell it it. (laughs) well that's the crazy thing is that like when you really just like think about it as bare bones as it is (laughs) what the fuck is producing that i know why does that happen is it bacteria like something's wrong in your body and it's producing a rank odor handle it i'm worried like are you ill you know, I also relate to that um, seeing their energy thing because every time I've done mushrooms, when I look at the people I'm with, like the their skin becomes like the first time I did them. I was with this one girl who was like pissing me off and like was not vibing with us, the other people who were on it. And her face was actually like sagging and like drooping off. And like she had dark <laughs> wrinkles in her face. Like I was visually seeing oh, this. Man. And then the people I was with, I'm not kidding, were like literal like dragon tails, like glowing <laughs> rainbow faces. And I, it was because of, 
I guess it's not their energy, but it's like my perception of their energy. Totally. But in the in that headspace, you think that you're seeing a truth. Well, because also, I don't know about acid, but on mushrooms, like it almost always feels like the people you're with, you're all in one brain right now. So yeah. it does feel like the truth. Yeah. Pete and I had an interesting acid experience. What good or bad? Um was it when you went to the rock? When we went to the rock <laughs> yeah. on Riverside. I guess yeah. I'm so open about this now and I've like talked to him about it. Where, like I think he knows now that I like he he was just like talking a lot and we just had different needs from yeah. our experience. Well that's what I get nervous what continue. I was gonna say Pete and I had a moment where I felt like we were really we had a few moments where I felt like we were really on the same wavelength. Like one of the things that sticks out to me is like we got really emotional about shoes for a second. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's great. I love shoes. <laughs> and we were Big just, I shoes. was like, there's so much, a shoe is like a person. There's just like so much story when you look at a shoe because you just like see where they've traveled, like how a person is like wearing the shoe, how yeah. they're walking in it. And we started to like cry because it's just like a cool thought to, ha- and I felt like we were definitely in the same brain. And then we- was like yeah i love shoes <laughs> <laughs> shoes are freaking awesome <laughs> they make me cry <laughs> well he you was, guys were crying about shoes yeah we were crying about shoes he was commenting on but us. he was yeah he was ragging yeah. on us he was ragging on but i probably would have agreed with you of like you're right i do think even soberly like when i look at someone's shoes i'm like that tells me a lot about you yeah Looking at the type of shoe you wear, how old it is, mm-hmm. if they wear it, if, are, are you a person who wears the same shoe every day? Yeah. Or do you wear different shoes every day? I wear the same shoes every day. So does John. And I guess, no, I wear different shoes every day. But I rotate between the same, like, four. Same. I have three pairs of white sneakers that I wear. Oh, yeah. really? It, it appears like you have the same. Everything. Same brand of sneaker? No. the I have, so the Vans that I'm wearing right now are a comfort thing. Uh-huh. They're the most comfortable shoe I wear. Okay. Really? Because like, they're flat. I really like them. Do you have flat feet? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Is that bad or good? No, then that makes bad. It makes sense that you like Vans because they're <laughs> flat shoes. Yeah, I need to wear orthotics, you, I think. Yeah, you need control. Like, I don't like these. I'm wearing Docs right now, and they Doc Martens are so uncomfortable because they have no arch. Ooh. And I have an arch, and well, it's so a thick shoe. And it's a thick shoe. It feels like I'm walking around in cement. I also have the platform ones, so yeah, I need ins. I should get insoles. I think that the, yeah. I never think about doing that. It's so important as we get older. I think elder, elder. Mm-hmm. I've been noticing like back and knee problems, and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm walking around in probably these flat shoes in New York City, and I don't. We just like walk around on concrete all the time. I think it's your feet hurt. Um, my feet never hurt, but I get shin splints when I wear my other mm. white sneakers. Cause it, and I imagine docks are kind of the same. It like forces my foot to be flat. Like at least with Vans and my Converse, my foot like bends. Wait, I don't get how that is true. <laughs> cause the <laughs> like, shoe is flat. No, but I just mean like it, it, cause it's like a soft material on the bottom. Oh, so like you're, it can bend it with bends my foot as I walk. As, yeah, these don't. And my common projects don't. And I get like, I've gotten stress fractures from wearing them too much which are really painful yeah i get those if i if i don't work out for a while and then work out a bunch yeah and um yeah 
But um, I'm wearing pink eyeliner. Did you notice? You didn't really oh, say anything about it. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. It looks I, so good. It's I a have new my glasses on. You don't have your... You, they're on your head. Yeah, but I just don't want to wear them. That's fine. You don't have to wear them. Thank you. This is a safe house. Yes. Oh, I want your opinion on something. So have you heard the story about the landlord? Um, my landlord? Her calling you? Her calling me... After John's party. I've yes. heard that. Yeah. So you have heard about that. Okay. So basically... Oh, um, no. I wait. Did you hear about her coming into the apartment? No. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Okay. Well, our listeners have, so I'm gonna make it quick. Basically, she called after the apartment, the whole party. Okay. Yell. I didn't call her back. Then she came into the apartment <gasps> when I wasn't home. John was home. Let him have it. Then I talked to her again on the phone, and she was basically like, "Yeah, like that was horrible and really rude." And she told John, "Like you should write a letter to every tenant in this building Whoa. apologizing." But this was like three weeks ago almost, and I'm like so bad at this shit, and I it's so late now. It's like way too late to write a letter. But I was talking to my friend who listens to this and listens to the whole story, and he works, like he's familiar with the world of like real estate. And so he was like, you have to write them letters. Like you have to do it soon and now, and like you, your landlord will not, like you need to do the right thing. So I was like, okay. So I had him draft up <laughs> a note. So today at work I printed out, um, a bunch of them, and I'm gonna cut them and like slip them under everyone's doors in the building. When I gain the confidence, I might not be ready to do that just yeah. yet. But I want you to tell me what you think of that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Dear neighbor, I understand that this note does not make up for the nuisance caused by our birthday celebration the other week. However, I wanted to reach out and extend my genuine apologies for disrupting the building and being irresponsible and upkeeping the peace and quiet that attracted me to this building in the first place. Well. I wanted to assure you that this was an anomaly and that I look forward to being a pleasant neighbor and tenant. Please feel free to always reach out for anything that comes up in the future. In the meantime, I hope you have a pleasant holiday and enjoy the new winter coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Sincerely, Emily from 2B. I would also like to add that my friend, he's going to kill me for saying this. I don't know. Or maybe he won't. He's um, not. He's not from here. He's from Portugal. And so when I first read this, I was like, the new winter coming up. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I, I love that phrase. I was though. like, enjoy the new winter coming up. And then I was like, you know what? I want my neighbors to have that feeling when they read that sentence of like, I guess I will enjoy the new winter. <laughs> just accept it. It's like a fresh season coming up. Um, so what do you think? Should I, should I cut these out and send them? That is such a sweet thing. I would like add something like hand drawn on it just to make it like, to let them know that you like a stick figure with a gun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like them trying to call the cops and like you with a knife in the background being like, yeah. don't fucking try it. Yeah. Should I write, don't fucking try me in bubble letters. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. Don't fucking try me. Cloud clouds around it yeah i was thinking is it like too lame to put like a heart or something or like a smiley face on it i was like like when people it just feels like you're more accessible as a person when they see hand yeah does this feel like it came from like a facility because i typed it Mm. i not only typed it but i like copied and pasted it a bunch of times like i'm gonna have to cut it or i made like printouts no i don't want to give them my number because then they will call me for time. anything yeah. yeah and then i'll be like well fuck uh, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh god she's this i cancer. choked on my own thoughts <laughs> <I got> cancer. <laughs> 
Whoa, knock on wood. Um, but I was thinking about attaching a word there's original to each one. Liz did not respond. No, I was first of all, I didn't I had like an auditory processing thing where I had to translate what you said in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I think that's really sweet. I that's such a sound term. <laughs> Liz Liz does sound. Yeah. Auditory any, processing. Uh moment. I'm also like available to hire if anyone needs needs like sound editing work or like if they're shooting something they need sound for the film just like hit me up or or pete because he's really hey, good at it. um i forgot to say there's no actually no soliciting on my podcast you should have said it at the beginning yeah, sorry there's a couple things i forgot to say at the beginning liz <laughs> i was gonna suggest if you'll let me finish mm-hmm. cutting it off before your name and then writing your name somewhere oh shit there's not enough room they might just have to take my typed name yeah because no, you know what fine. that looks like that looks like worse you know, <laughs> because <laughs> then it's like I did copy and paste and now I'm like, si- like, you know, when like people get like, oh, you think this, the signing looks worse. Yeah. It's like it. a principal, like just sign, like, yeah, I guess it's just right. a signature. I think so. T- fucking bad idea. Yeah, um, my bad. I think I should attach a Werther's original. Did I already say that? Yep, you did. <laughs> I just wanted Liz to actually fully react. No, and I hear you this time. And mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Do it. Okay. Uh, but then I can't slide it under their door. Try tape it to their doors. Yeah. But then they can see that I gave it to everyone. But I guess that's the <laughs> idea. Like, sorry, everyone. Yeah. yeah. I think they're not going to be insulted if they see that you gave it to everyone. Also, no one's going to see a printed short little blurb and be like, huh, she did this for me and me alone. Like, the assumption when it's right. typed is like, oh, she probably printed this out and did it to everyone. Yeah. I am also scared that I need to find a time to... I'm going to like wake up, set an alarm for 4 a.m. and like tiptoe. I don't ever want to be doing it and someone comes in or totally. leaves. Yeah. That's like my worst nightmare. Social anxiety nightmare. Of like, oh, I'm just leaving this note here to apologize for the... Um, party that you called the cops about it. they would absolutely say some i'm sure they would be like yeah that was and by the way i had a few words like i practiced saying some shit in my head that i want to say to you right now I, I yeah like most, but the thing is like they've already like no one has the guts to knock on your door really. i hate that well, yeah, so, yeah. that so, pisses me off so like would they actually like say anything? say anything i guess not but then i go like i'm sure like they could be like because the landlord was very i was like i'm so sorry and she was like yeah you should be and I was like, oh, my God. Whoa. Okay. I feel like I could, they could see me giving them this thing, and they could be like, you think a note is going to fix it? I fucking hate you. But I love you. <laughs> What's that song? <laughs> Who sings that song? I fucking hate you, but I love you. Uh, what song is that? I don't know. Is that Tyler? It might be Tyler, the creator, yeah. It's in waves, right? Yeah, yeah. That's probably why I was thinking about it. I always, in my old building, I had a, like a very loud finance bro who lived next to me, 6 Charles Street, whoever you were. I hope you're listening. 6 Charles Street? Was the address I lived at. Where is that? In the West Village. Oh my God, you lived on Charles Street in the West Village. It was sick. That's really nice. Um, And I would always slide a note under his door and be like, I have exams, please be quiet. Because he would be like cheering at his TV and stuff at like 11 p.m. And it's not, that's not like so late, but I was just like... Our walls are paper thin. My point in saying this is it's crappy that your neighbors never take it up with you and instead they call your landlord and the, cops. And the police. Yeah. I mean, but it was a party. But still, like, 
Like it's different to knock yeah. on someone's door when they're home alone versus like there's yeah, a party true. going on. But then again, I go like, well, it was pretty raucous because every it wasn't one person. The whole building called. <laughs> like it was clearly upsetting everybody. That's insane. But then I just think like, I don't know. I would never, ever, I've never been the person to like speak up. To, if a neighbor's making noise, unless it's going on for like. We're not old yet. Yeah, that's true. Today I was on the subway. I was uh, coming home from work. Did you, are you all right? Yep. <laughs> what was that? A burp? A sneeze? I just coughed. Okay. Um, I was on the subway and I was thinking like the, the, the subway I take home is like so fucking crowded because it's rush hour and the one, two, three, I'm on the two, three, the express is always like sardines until Times Square or mm-hmm. even then it's still so packed and we stopped at <clears throat> Penn Station and people were getting on and off. And, like, this one guy, like, shoved past us. And I was standing next to this, like, old-ish man, like, bordering on old age. Are you already laughing? (laughs) I zoned out and was replaying the gurgle I had a few seconds ago. You know, you do that a lot where I'm talking to you and you're smiling like you're holding back a laugh. And I'm like, what the fuck is she thinking about? That isn't the words that I'm saying. That's what my therapist called me out on. You, you do that. You not a lot. I don't want you to go home and now think about this, but uh, there've been a few times where like, you're looking at me, listening to me and you're like about to laugh. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) what am I doing? Either what am I doing? That's so funny that I don't know that I'm doing or what is she thinking about? Sometimes I just enjoy my frat. Like I just enjoy. (laughs) 